The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages and all the ships at sea, this is Dave welcoming you to another edition of the Boston Podcast, the only Monday through Friday daily podcast in Greater Boston that I've ever heard of personally. Now, you may have heard of one, and I put out the challenge to you, as I always do on this show. If you have one, let me know, and we will have a podcast throwdown, you versus me, whoever you are. You can email me at david at pod617.com. By the way, the Boston Podcast Network is pod617.com, where you can go find out info on how to have your own podcast and you can find out how to be a guest on this show, the Boston Podcast, the voices and the stories of your city. And we have um, a dude here who is uh, represents a great story, and uh, his name is Paul, and he's my buddy, Paul Medeiros, who is the president, president and CEO, president? Uh, yes, sir, president and CEO. Both? Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> the man has two jobs, president and CEO of Easter Seals of Massachusetts, Easter Seals of Massachusetts. And so we've got... Um, some cool stuff to get into with Paul, the story of Easter Seals and how he got involved and why he loves it so much. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, eh, I've heard of Easter Seals, but I bet you don't really know what they do because I didn't <laughs> earlier this, or I should say last year, I guess, Paul, before, so I got involved. I'm now a, a proud member of the, the board of uh, Easter Seals Mass. But um, so Paul's going to tell us that, all that stuff. And and how to get involved, and some kind of cool stories about the history of Easter Seals. But then, and then later, as a treat, kids, stick around because we're going to have a chat about the TV show you should be watching right now. And if you haven't heard of Stranger Things, we're going to break it down, but don't worry, no spoilers, because that will be in our segment of good stuff. And uh, before I go any further, I should mention that this program is sponsored by the United States Postal Service. Second larger, largest employer in the United States offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today at usps.com slash careers. The U.S. Postal Service deliver for the nation. And uh, with the 4th of July still uh, a recent memory, my patriotism continues to swell as I support uh, mutually the U.S. Postal Service. You ever mail anything these days, Paul? <laughs> uh, I get a lot in the mail. Good. That's right. You do. You do. Easter Seals, I'm sure. And I get a lot from you, by the way, from Easter Seals. And so we're keeping the U.S. Postal Service busy. So um, that was a, a, a long lead up because uh, I've had a cup of coffee and so I'm blabbing. But uh, so you've been the CEO of Easter Seals Mass for how long? Uh, we're going on four years. Wow. Four years. Okay. Four more years. Four more years of Paul. Before we go even any further, you told me the story of why it's called Easter Seals, and I thought that was interesting. If you don't mind, why don't we start with that? Sure. So Easter Seals, uh, we're actually celebrating our 100th anniversary this year. Hey. Uh, yeah. Seven, 75th in Mass. So 
Uh, it's a big birthday year for us. But uh, when, when Easter Seals was still a baby, uh, they used to do a fundraising campaign around Easter where they would send out stamps and mm-hmm. they would ask for a donation. Uh, and that, that campaign became so popular and so synonymous with the organization that they actually changed the name. So they, w- they, would a- they asked for people to donate stamps. Uh, they would send, they would mail you Sorry. stamps. They mail you stamps and ask because you you felt so grateful to receive those stamps. I see. Uh, to make a donation oh, back okay. to Easter Seals. Oh, I get it. So. And literally, an Easter Seal was the stamp. Yeah, it was. Okay. You know, uh, Easter Lily or something else. But they uh, they would send out those those stamps to people, and they got they raised a lot of money that way. Where did East? Where exactly was this that Easter Seal Easter Seals started? In uh, Ohio. Okay. In Ohio. And it remains strong throughout. The nation. Yeah, we yeah. have we have over seventy affiliates throughout the the country. We have a few sister affiliates uh, in other countries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but each each affiliate kind of is their own Easter Seals. But we all are a network, and we all work together and have a national organization that kind of keeps us united. Mm-hmm. And what the heck do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so our give over- us the nutshell version. Yeah, and then we'll dive down. But go ahead. Our overarching mission is to. Uh, Ensure that that children and adults with disabilities have equal opportunities to live, learn, work, and play. Terrific. And you do that through, I know, various things, programs. I, I presume, like, there are people that are aware of such programs, maybe not even realize they're Easter Seals programs, but give us a few uh, examples. Right. And you mentioned uh, y- you didn't know what we do, and that's the most common thing people say. Yeah. I didn't know what you did. You know, I heard of you. I don't know what you do. And uh, and part of that's our fault. You know, we really change over time. So I mm-hmm. say it's our fault, but it's also one of our strengths is uh, we're out there meeting unmet needs, and needs change as the community changes, um, and we try to swerve with them. So... Um, well, does Easter Seals, I feel like I, we've heard more from Easter Seals nationally in the past than we do. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone, Easter, <laughs> Easter Seals overlords, but um, it, didn't they used to do more like national campaigning and, and uh, I don't know, public service announcement, things like that? Yeah, I do think there was probably a, a larger national presence in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Now a lot more gets done at the affiliate level. Um, where we can work more closely with with the communities directly, mm-hmm. um, but I think you're right. In the past, there was probably Hello, more friend, more from Boone. the national. All right, so because I'm a wise guy, I just Hello, cooked this friend, up. Wait, hold on, Pat Boone. This is Pat Boone for Easter Seals in 1985. Let's <laughs> let's take a listen. Hello, friend. I'm Pat Boone. I want to invite you to look in today's newspaper for this special Easter Seal four color insert mm-hmm. for savings of more than twenty five dollars on a lot of your favorite products like Orville Redenbacher Popping Corn, Woolite, Maxi Thins, Purina High Pro Dog Meal, Easy Off, Oven Cleaner, Sani Flush, Pine Saw Certs, and Old English Furniture Polish. Look for this Easter Seal insert and act right away, because coupons redeemed by April 15th help generate a million eight hundred thousand dollars for Easter Seals. It's kind of creepy. Hello, friend. I'm Pat Boone, oh, yeah, urging doing... you to look in today's oh, newspapers for this special Easter Seal four-color insert for savings of more than $25 on a lot of your favorite products. All right, we get it, Pat. We get it, we get it. $1,800,000, that sounds like a good campaign. It it does, and that's... So I didn't imagine it, but... And by the way, Paul, you can look on the video screen here. You can see that was... Must have been one of those little cutaways that they did from... Must have been the Pat Boone show, because he's standing in front of something that looks like either a game show or 
one of those. Hey, it's a variety show. It's the Pat Boone show. And uh, that was a Lawrence Welk thing. I wonder if he used to do Easter Seals as well. You remember? He'd be like, um, before the next song, I'd like to tell you about Geritol, you know? <laughs> and, and, and it was this kind of weird, charming thing that, I mean, can you imagine if like Will Smith on the, the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air just turned to the camera and said, it, let me tell you about Diet Coke. Like, it'd be weird. <laughs> anyway, but so, um, uh, yeah, I feel like we don't see that as much. Is it up to you locally to do that outreach awareness and such, or is it like combo? You get some help from the national office? Or? We get some help from the national office, but um, again, it's very, by its nature, it has to be more general. Um, mm-hmm. Each affiliate provides different services. We're all working with people with disabilities, but we're we're providing the services that are needed in our community. So national has to to c- try to give a message that that tells the whole story, um, but also make it general enough so they're not promising things in an area where we don't actually provide that service. So, do you have a favorite uh, story or memory of something that where it hit you that like this is why I'm proud to work for Easter Seals. I hope you, it's kind of a loaded question. If you don't have one, we're all in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I mean, we have lots of, lots of stories, of yeah. course. Um, you know, a, a perfect example every year, you know, we do our mentorship retreat, uh, and we have, uh, we have the women's thrive program and the men's bad program. That's, that stands for the, the brotherhood against discrimination, but oh. they, they love the bad <laughs> program. So, yeah. um, but they do an overnight retreat and these are men and women with disabilities mentoring each other on, on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an overnight retreat for, again, teens, uh, it, it, right up into college age students. Um, and, and, and it always strikes me that some of these individuals will say it's the first time they've been away from home. Wow. You know, and, uh, and that is, so, wait, that pardon is, me if I miss this, because they yeah. have um, physical challenges or, or, the, or developmental challenges? It, or, it could be either, but, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, you know, they've never had that opportunity to get away from home. Maybe they didn't believe they could do it. Maybe their parents were a little protective. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a huge step in independence. You know, it's, it's one of those things, until you realize you can do something, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Um, and, and this is an opportunity for someone to get away from home. Their parents realize, wow, they they can do this and get out. And that could be the first step on someone's uh, road to living independently, working independently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that always strikes me every year just as a, so a the big re- impact. So the retreat is, this is like a camping thing or? Uh, we actually, we, we do it at a college. Um, okay. So it's also giving people the opportunity to experience kind of a college campus and okay. and get that that as well. So, oh, yeah, and it, I imagine goes a long way towards independence for, for a lot of these kids because that's how I can tell you that's half the battle for my son so I who uh, Adrian who I talk about ad nauseum on this podcast but you know what he's my kid and he's awesome so deal <laughs> with it listeners um, so so Adrian's 21 and in his finishing up his first year sort of as the calendar goes um, at uh, Cardinal Cushing which is a wonderful school in, in Hanover and it's the first time he's lived away and it scared the crap out of me and his mom to, to send him but you know he's doing great I mean he gets a lot of help there as as I imagine you know a lot of the kids do at the Easter Seals retreat but it's you know as parents especially with a special needs kid you your your instinct is to put them in this pod and just feel like you have to take care of them for the rest of your life which is which is uh, a huge chore and also you know not the best thing because the kid you never know what the kid can do until the kid does it right and i imagine you get moments like that 
Yeah, and that's the power of a, a mentoring program too. Is is they get to meet adults who are are doing some of the things that they might not have realized they could do. Um, also, even as a parent, you know, you're gonna you could meet other adults or or other parents who have been through your situation. And uh, I, I sometimes say, you know, when you're a parent of a child with a disability, when you become an expert, you've you know you're already done. <laughs> your child's yeah. grown up now. Yeah, right. Um, so the right. so the best thing to do is meet parents who have already been through the process you're going through. So true. So, so true. I mean, the the first you know when we first when our child was diagnosed, we just started calling people that we knew had special needs kids or kids with autism. And then as years went by, people started calling Adrian's mom, you know, and I noticed we were getting the calls now, you know, and which is, and of course, you know, you know, 99 out of a hundred special needs parents are going to be delighted to share information because you're in the same boat. And so I imagine your programs, same kind of thing. And eventually you get nice little kinship and, what what we don't tell you, parents of uh, typical kids, uh, no offense, Paul, um, <laughs> is that um, we make fun of you behind your back. We, we 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 do this all the time. We say like, you know, if you're sitting, say you're sitting with a special needs parent, like at the park or something, and there's a, a mom who's like very frustrated because you know for the third day in a row, you know, Billy dropped his ice cream or was mean to his sister, and and the and the mom is saying something like, and I'm at my wits end. I can't take this anymore. And we look at each other and go, hmm, yeah, right. Typ- <laughs> typical stupid parents and typical kids think they have it so tough. Um, but pushing kids a little bit, as your programs do, as you mentioned, is just res- can result in some really cool things. I'll tell you a quick story that I like to tell about Adrian is that we 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 like to say we always have him try new things, and and but you know we we get scared too. We went to a sort of an outdoor adventure park once a few years ago, and there was this um, this rope course. And so, you know, Adrian's uh, little brother, Griffin, he was all ready to go. And frankly, we just didn't know if Adrian was going to do it, and we weren't going to really throw him out there on a ropes course, this poor kid with autism. But he saw the other kids doing it, and he said, I'm going to – he said, I said, you're going to do it, Adrian? He said, yep, you're going up there on the rope course. Yep. So I said, okay, I'm going up with you. So we went up, and – I wasn't nervous so much for the his actual safety because they're very good about these clamps and clips and whatever it is and all these harnesses. I mean, it it would be super dangerous if you actually fell. It, it was just, just to set the stage here, you were like, you know, 30 feet in the air or something like that, which looks like a thousand feet if, you, if you're up there, <laughs> right? And so he's up there and he's got, you know, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And I'm kind of close enough to him that if, if, you know, he kind of flipped out or something. I could go get him. But he just, I'll never forget the sight of him just starting to walk on that rope. And just there was something that came upon him, like, I'm going to be brave. He didn't enunciate that because he wouldn't. But <laughs> And so we have a couple of great pictures of him kind of up there. Now, after he did it, I don't know if he'd want to do it again. But, <laughs> but, but it's just kind of uh, cool. And without programs like Easter Seals, provides, you know, there's not as a natural way to do that, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Can I tell another story? Please, yeah. All right. One of one of our newest programs is our College Navigator program. So we work with uh, students, a lot of them with autism, actually, who um, are entering college. So these are kids who have been accepted to college. They've been successful academically. Um, but we're seeing just amazingly high dropout rates amongst these kids. Um, and it's because of the other factors of acclimating to college. Yeah. So we partner with these kids and um, just help them to advocate for themselves, get the accommodations they need. We're not tutoring them because, again, they can they can handle the classwork. Right. Um, we're helping them with social situations, how to talk to their teachers, how to get to the disability office, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a student who was valedictorian of his high school. Mm-hmm. He was accepted to WPI, which, you know, very very hard school to get into. Um, And we got reached out by his parent because he was actually failing at WPI. Um, Again, brilliant kid, just was failing because of the other factors. Um, So he had some kind of uh, issue, uh, uh, whether it be Asperger's or something like that. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yep. So so we started working with him. Um, He actually asked us to work with him remotely because he didn't want us on campus, kind of he didn't want anybody to know someone was working Cramping with him. Cramping his style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we started working with him remotely, and now he's back on track. And I just think of like the 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 difference in this this student. You know, this brilliant guy who was failing out of college, who yeah. might have just dropped out, um, and now he's probably going to invent you know the next Google Home or yeah. something like that, and and change our lives because um, he's going to be an engineer. You know, yeah. and and it's uh, that's another story that really strikes me is just kind of making a difference in someone's so life. So you're, you're uh, someone from Easter Seals got on a video chat with him regularly. Now, is your person like a trained therapist or what is your person? Uh, so the navigators are people who uh, are kind of like caseworkers. They'll work mm-hmm. with the person. Uh, they have knowledge of the system basically and what's available for them for accommodations. Um, like I said, though, each, each, person has different needs. Sometimes it's yeah. it's needs because, you know, a teacher is not really working with them properly. Um, sometimes they just need help getting into the disability office. Sometimes it's social situations, you know, that can mm-hmm. put stress on kids and they don't want to go to class because people think they're they're strange or something like that. So it could be helping someone navigate social situations. Um, and so far, you know, all the kids we're working with are, are staying in school. So it's, yep. it's making a big difference. And again, it's, okay. it's a small, small intervention um, compared to the impact we're having. Now, how in that case, how did the parents and or student find out about you? Is it a, is it a partnership with WPI or? No. Someone? Oh, no. No, okay. this parent just found out about us. I think she was uh, looking around for resources and she, you know, found us on our website. Um, we do have some partnerships with What's some that program colleges. called? The, the College, College Navigator. Program. The Navigator. Okay, so, you already said that and I'm slow. Sorry. That's okay. That's Sorry. okay. It's always nice to repeat. I got to the bottom <laughs> of this cup of coffee. I haven't refilled it yet. Okay. <laughs> navigator program. Those are, The Navigators are your, your, uh, your soldiers and your, you know, uh, sort of quasi social workers that are helping these kids that's awesome awesome i love it yeah um let's take uh just a break and uh, more coming on the boston podcast including uh just for kicks paul and i got to talk about stranger things if you haven't heard about this tv show it's friggin' awesome especially if you grew up in the 80s but no matter when you grew up really but i need to tell you about the u.s postal service which is the second largest employer in the united states sponsor of this show offering paid training and ways to move up apply today usps.com slash careers you know what the the biggest uh, employer in the united states is Is it it the U.S. Postal Service? Yeah, No, that's the second. (laughs) See? Now you're the one not paying attention. They're the second largest employer. 
and the first, I believe, is Walmart. But so you know, it's not not too bad to take a backseat to uh, Walmart. I mean, you can't beat Walmart. We, you can try. Many have. Uh, from, mail car- from mail carriers <laughs> to corporate management, the USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. The workers are the backbone of its service, and the USPS wants to develop and advance careers. So its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas. Everything you need to know is right at the website, usps.com slash careers. It's the policy of the Postal Service to provide equal employment opportunity and prevent employment discrimination. The Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce in which employees respect and value each other's differences. (gasps) I do this every day, Paul. So (laughs) I I got to work on my breathing. Employees respect and value. See, now everyone's on the on the edge of their seats wondering how this live read is going to end out. Value each other's differences, of course, and work to promote collaboration, flexibility, and fairness so that all employees are able to participate and contribute to their full potential. Apply today. Website, once again, usps.com slash careers. The United States Postal Service, deliver for the nation. You have an event coming up, uh, Easter Seals event coming up that is right in my backyard, the you know, September 9th golf tournament and uh, a very special guest of honor, I guess. So tell me about that. Sure. So we have our four for freedom event. Uh, it's going to be at Foxborough country club on September 9th. Um, and, uh, so that is actually going to be raising money for one of our newer programs, which is our veterans count program. So we work with a lot of veterans, uh, again, who, who, have disabilities, uh, whether they identify with a disability or not, you know, we don't always ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're working with veterans and we're raising money with this tournament to help them with their needs. Um, we're actually partnering with Team Hoyt. So mm-hmm. uh, Rick and Dick Hoyt, who have been longtime supporters of Easter Seals. Um, Rick is a young man, got some services from us, and mm-hmm. uh, they're working with us on this tournament. Love to have people come out, take part, uh, get a foursome, sponsor a whole come play golf with us. We're going to have a good time. Well, first of all, that's a lot of fours. Okay, so the name, <laughs> so you said get a foursome. The name, the, which of course is what you do when you play golf. I don't, but I understand the concept. When And the name of the event is Four for Freedom. It's F-O-R-E. And then the word for <laughs> F-O-R and then freedom. That's just a lot of fours, but that makes sense. So uh, Dick is is Hoyt, uh, the alt Dick is the dad? Correct. Okay. So does he still do the marathon thing? Uh, he, he, he's got to be getting up there in age. He right? doesn't still do the marathon. Okay. So uh, they have some, uh, Brian Lyons now runs with Rick in the marathon. Cool. Um, but Dick, as he'll say, would just do the short ones, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the half marathons and the 5Ks, which it sounds sounds pretty long to me. But So yeah, <laughs> I heard someone say, uh, I'm going to forget who it was. I think it was someone on a podcast, but and not necessarily one of our podcasts, but um, that you could make an argument that Dick Hoyt is the greatest athlete of all time. And, and you say, oh, stop, come on. He's just, just a nice guy who does this thing that, that's nice and raises all kinds of money. But how could – well, if you don't know, by the way, you should. It's, it's, it's kind of if you're from Boston, you need to know who the, the Hoyts are. And Dick Hoyt is just this, you know, as far as I can tell, saint of a man who has a, a son with uh, serious physical challenges, his son Rick, right? And so, and who, so he, he pushes him in the – in a wheelchair um, for, for uh, marathons. What am I leaving out? Uh, That's ma- part of the story. But, well, first of all, Dick would be the 
would insist on me saying Rick's the real athlete in the uh, yeah he does in the that. equation and yeah. um, you know Rick Rick definitely is a big part of the training and and uh, and the team um, but not only do they do marathons they do Ironman triathlons oh yeah um, they're in oh. the, the Ironman oh, triathlon hall of fame so if you've ever seen a video of of Dick you know uh, jumping off a bike or coming out of the water and just scooping Rick up with the and sun yeah moving on to the next oh, uh, God. obstacle I talk I about inspiration. I wonder if there's been a documentary about them. There should be. Uh, we'll look that up. But um, there are some. There yeah. are some. Yeah, there are some. Um, because you know, to make it, Iron Man. Okay. It, I mean, I'm going to state the obvious here. These are things that pe- normal people, quote unquote, normal people or unimpressive people like me, simply can't do. And and I, I don't really have a desire to do an Iron Man, but I totally get why people do. Now, have you ever run a marathon, Paul? <laughs> no, I'm not a no. r- I'm not a runner. A runner, I'm okay, a runner. <laughs> all right. Um, I totally get that. Like occasionally in the past, I've signed up for like a really hard boot camp class with a bunch of friends, which is like the wussy way of doing something physically challenging. <laughs> but but it was a challenge, and I and you know the the boot camp instructor is kind of working you until you're, you know, begging for mercy, and it's a challenge, and you feel better afterwards. This guy does stuff um, with his son, the real athlete. Rick, I got that right that time, right? And um, but to to talk about inspirational, talk about just feats of strength. You know, never mind running a marathon where you're 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 pushing your son and, and up up hills. You know, and um, and I'm sure finishing with scores that I could never match without pushing anyone or anything. And then the 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 Ironman man triathlon thing I, just boggles my mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so September 9th, So should people go to the website easterseals.com? Yes, uh, okay. Easter Seals MA. Easter Seals. Make sure you, make sure okay. you come to the Massachusetts Easter right. Seals um, because there will. If you go to easterseals.com, that'll be the the national. Uh, website. So make okay. sure you come to Massachusetts and you can find information. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we'll have all the information on there as well. Cool. EasterSealsMA.com, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you not an org? Uh, well, we, there is an org. Oh, there's an org. As well, no. it, it doesn't always link as well. There's actually a, an Easter Seals in Canada. Uh, oh, who, also who has the like or Manitoba or something like oh, that? Oh, so. oh, MA Manitoba. Oh boy. Oh, so boy. It's, uh, yeah, but you can also do so. It's eastersteel.com slash MA. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've now confused everyone. Yeah. Okay. Once and for all, eastersteels.com slash MA. Everyone's got it. And if you're, you know, when in doubt, I mean, heck, we're looking for a golf tournament in Foxborough. You're going to be, if you're signing up for a golf tournament in Manitoba, you got to the wrong <laughs> site. Okay. Yeah. Unless you want to go up there, I hear it's lovely. Yeah. Um, and if you go to Easter Seals, uh, Massachusetts, the site, which I'm not even going to repeat it again because I'll, I'll just screw it up. But if you go there, there are other events. I was just noticing today, you've got this Splash of Color Fun Run, which is a 5K in Northampton on September 29th. You've got this family Fallapalooza do you come up with all these clever names? I do not. I do not. But I'll <laughs> tell you. they all have clever names. Those two events are, are my kids' favorite events. Oh, so nice. If you got a family, uh, the Splash of Color, we we do like a 5K. You can run. I My family and I walk. Walk. Right. Um, but they throw paint at you. And the kids have. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, the kids have a blast. You get to keep the shirt after. And you make a nice like tie-dye shirt out of it. Um, oh, and, I'm gonna try to come to that one because uh, I think my son would get a kick out of that. Oh, it's a blast! Yeah, and yeah. then the, the other the other event too 
Um, you know, it's just a very laid back atmosphere. Uh, they they have a band. It's at a brewery. Uh, it's a it's a really good time. But again, it's a good family event because it's outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a petting zoo. They have apple picking, all different types of things. So it's a it both very good family events. And that second one is October twenty sixth. So you got plenty of time to plan for that one. It's the family fall at Palooza and. Go to, I'm going to be brave and say it the right way, easterseals.com slash MA. You got right, it. Right, Paul? Right, you got it. Finally. <laughs> and, um, and check all that out. So, um, and check out uh, Paul Medeiros, who I'm speaking with here, of course, CEO of, of Easter Seals, and people can like link in with you. He's a great guy to know, and inevitably, you, you sit down with him, you learn about Easter Seals, and you learn how you can help and get involved because there are tons and tons of ways. Um, we will shift gears and have a little bit of fun here on this segment we call Good Stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. All right. So we, uh, I, I asked Paul, like, kind of what he's watching on TV or binging or anything like that. And, of course, he said Stranger Things. Um and if you haven't seen this show or heard of this show, then you've probably been under a rock or some such thing. It is um, two guys called the Something Brothers. I've already forgotten. Do you know? <laughs> I can't remember. It's definitely not the Cohen Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I'm but bad these two. But and I, I don't know the backstory about this show, and I don't want to say too much because I mean most people have, have heard of this, but it's um, a Netflix show. It is. It just the third season just dropped uh, this month, I believe. And I just finished it this morning because <laughs> because it's uh, it's only eight episodes, and it's 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 everything. It's supernatural. It's horror. It 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 openly borrows from movies like E.T. and The Goonies in that the kids are kind of the heroes of this of um, you know trying to save the world from the strange alien force that is wreaking havoc. Why do you why do you like it? Do you watch it with your kids actually? No, I no. don't. No, no, no. no. I kids are too little. It. It's when the kids go to bed. The yeah. wife and I. How old are you? How old are your kids? Uh, nine, seven, and three. The nine year old could take it, I think. Ah, she's afraid yeah. of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there are scary moments. It's not. Yeah. It feels like a kid show because the kids are running around kind of ET style, you know, on their bikes and stuff. But. Um, but there are also some kind of, uh, you know, violent, uh, and, and the, you know, they throw around, they'll say shit, they'll say bullshit. So there's some, a little bit of language. But can why we, do you, can we say that on the podcast? We can. Right. Fucking <laughs> A. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, yeah. yes. Uh, Screw I'll, you, FCC. Ahead, I do Bob. think back when I was nine years old, I was probably watching Nightmare on Elm Street or something yeah. like that. All but, right. but my daughter is afraid of Disney movies. So yeah. I, I, we're not doing that. My, my <laughs> son, who, yeah, he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he won't get embarrassed. But he, he is—he's a, a complete scaredy cat. No, and he's 16, and just never no horror movies. Like anytime we see a trailer, they'll for like a horror movie or even something kind of intense, and I'll go, "Griff, that looks good, right?" No, I'm out. No, no, <laughs> no. He just doesn't want to be upset when he goes to the movies. He just wants to enjoy it. But but so, why do you dig the show? I love just what you said. You know, when I was. I loved the Goonies. I loved all those types of movies. It was just a lot of fun. And they, you know, that's the whole theme here. They're they're trying to like recreate all those movies from the eighties and um and so it's fun. I, I was joking, my wife and I were watching the other night and she says, I have that radio when I was a little kid yeah. that they use. They do such a good job with the props and the outfits and everything like that. So Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about it in a minute, but we're gonna take a listen to the trailer for season three. Let's take a listen to that now. 
So far in the okay, here we go. Here are our heroes. I closed the gate. What if he never left? What if we locked him out here with us? Looking at rats. Want to attach himself (laughs) to someone again? A new host. It's building something. No matter what happens, we have to stop him. Together. Now it's time. Scary. Are you scared? I'm a little scared. (laughs) We are going to end your friends. And we are going to end everyone. So that's weird because, so that that creepy voice that you hear, I don't think even really appears in the show. I think they sort of created that for the trailer. Well, I, I haven't heard it. Yeah, you haven't heard it yet, and I just finished it, and I don't remember hearing it. But they did that to illustrate what this is all about. So if you saw seasons one and two, the premise is that there's this evil monster who lives in this land called the on the upside down world right and it's it's the monster is kind of a it looks like a distant cousin of the alien from the alien movies maybe (laughs) or something it looks like they're related because it's creepy and slimy and it just wants to eat you and kill you and so in the first two seasons um we learn that this little girl who whose name is only 11 for reasons I won't go into, but she has superpowers, but otherwise she's a normal kid who hangs around with other kids and, and these become her friends. And so now they, what they alluded to in the trailer there was it's kind of, we thought it was over. We thought we, we locked the door as they put it. There's a lot of door locking (laughs) symbolism in this show. And, and so, they uh, so now they, they when she says we have to do it together, it's like me and all my friends. We got to uh, get this this thing back. Like this thing appears to be now in our world again. And uh, but you know what? It, that makes it sound like it's it's just this kind of creepy X Files thing. But the, to me, the fun part is the the, the 80s stuff. So like, what have you noticed so far? You've you've watched a couple episodes in season three. Right, right, right. And uh, yeah, so yeah, just the whole it's the fun vibe. Like you said, even. You talk about Goonies, you know, they have murderers chasing them, but I never really thought about that as a kid. It was just right. more fun, all the traps and, yep. um, you know, them figuring out the adventures. But e- even with the 80s vibe of, like, the government is behind all these, yeah. you know, secret experiments and things like that. And that, that vibe was always in the 80s movies and yeah. um, some of the Cold War stuff. Uh, so it's it's fun. It just, it, 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 just the environment it's all in. Um, how the parents are, it kind of, kind of brings you back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the parents, so the parents, um, well, the key, the, the key role is played by Winona Ryder, which is why, which is what the, these, these guys, what is it? The Duffer brothers, I want to oh, yeah, say, yeah. is that who they are? Okay. Right. Yeah. So they, they, 
it's just a, a you know borderline genius in the way they conceived this show because it's got something for everyone. So you could this is one that you know our generation like if. Okay, so two or three years from now, Paul, you can watch it with your kids. Go back and watch it with your kids. <laughs> yeah. It'll still be there on Netflix, believe me. But you can watch it, you know, with your your um, your kids if they dig this kind of movie, and it, it, they're gonna love it because it's an adventure about kids battling aliens. You're gonna love it for the 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 throwbacks to to see Winona Ryder, by the way, who looks. Just like she did when she was in, you know, Beetlejuice and Heather's right. and whatnot, <laughs> and she, um, and it, oh, it pains me. I just looked. I just wonder. I got this word from Alexa. I'll, ask, I'll uh, involve Alexa in the show. Hey, hey, Alexa, how old is Winona Ryder? Speak up. Winona Ryder is forty-seven years old. Okay. She was born on uh, that's enough, Alexa. Stop, Alexa. Stop. Oh my God, Alexa, stop. <laughs> Oh, God. I regret that decision immediately. So what she said was she's 47 years old, and that means Winona Ryder is still younger than me. It's, for, some, for some reason, like she, I mean, I, I presume she's been acting her whole career, but she kind of disappeared for the past 10 years or so, and now here she is again in this throwback show. And I'm like, wow, how old must she be now? It's still younger than me. But uh, <laughs> she looks great. The season two featured Sean Astin, who was in, you know, Rudy and, and more notably the Goonies. Um, Paul Reiser shows up on this show. You know, he was one of the mainstays of like a- 80s movies. Um, uh, who? Oh, you know who shows up in season three is Carrie. I don't know. I never pr- pronounce his last name correctly. Carrie. Carrie Hughes. Hughes. Yep. So, of course, you'll remember him as the hero from The Princess Bride, which is just, and he kind of plays a bad guy in this one. So, um, and, uh, and then, you, so what, yeah, you, what, did you notice any references to movies in season three? Well, I've mentioned a couple already. I yeah, guess. I think season three, you know, there's definitely kind of that Terminator vibe, uh, yeah. like the Red Dawn vibe. Yeah, you, they, right. They do, I don't think this is a huge spoiler, there are, there are Russians involved, so, uh, so it's, it does have that kind of, again, back in that Cold War kind of era. Yeah, you said Red Dawn, which I didn't think about until you said it, and you're absolutely right, because Red Dawn was just a a bunch of ragtag teenagers trying to save the world from the evil Russians. It was genius. Again, I keep using the word for them to bring the... Why didn't... like? It's like I should have thought of that. Like It was the 80s, and they hadn't pulled the Russian thing yet, and now season three, here are the Russians involved. We won't tell you how, but... There, but uh, yeah, spoiler alert, they're the bad guys. Um, <laughs> and so, but just classic. So that's a throwback. You said Red Dawn. I was thinking of war games because in, in war games, the, the Russians actually weren't in, in the bad guys per se in war games. The bad guy was the computer that was about to launch these nuclear weapons. But it just reminded me of, and, and a lot of the, there's this sort of underground like factory that the kids, that's not the right word, but um, this facility where the, the kids are, being chased by the Russians, and that reminded me of like the in war games when Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy are running through that the the nuclear the uh, nuclear weapon facility or whatever it is. All kinds of cool dynamics like that. This one centers around uh, a mall, like your classic like glitzy mall of the '80s. Did you notice any of the um, storefronts? Oh in yeah. The mall? Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. like the the Gap, which of course is still around, but. Sam Goody was in there, and like uh, uh, there were a couple others that kind of took me back. And the mall, the the opening of 
this season, season three, features a lot of shots of the mall, just like the the movie Fast Times featured a lot of shots of a mall as that thing opened. And there are so many Phoebe Case references in season <laughs> three, <are>. you wouldn't <laughs> believe. And there's one absolutely genius turn that I guess I won't give away. But if you know the the you, you and if you're like me and you're of uh, a certain age and Fast Times was one of those movies you saw as a teen it's no secret that when you got the video you paused that scene of Phoebe Cates <laughs> Phoebe Cates getting out of the pool and in a dream sequence taking her top off of course there is a kind of spoof on that and I'm not again I've said enough I've said enough but that was funny right yeah wasn't that cool it, and um, so Stranger Things Thumbs up, obviously, right, Paul? Definitely thumbs yeah, up. We thumb. couldn't wait. Okay. Yeah. So um, thanks for being here. Hope you had fun. I was did. That, was that uh, a little bit of fun, at least I hope? Absolutely. Um, so once again, Paul Medeiros, CEO of Easter Seals Mass. Check out the website, easterseals.com slash M-A. And um, we'll have to have you back sometime if I haven't scared you off. No, not at all. all and right. People, come check us out. Come volunteer. Come do martial arts. Have some more fun. What's the martial arts thing? We have an accessible martial arts program where people with disabilities can come take part. We we all uh, train together. We, we learn self-defense, exercise. Uh, people have a chance to socialize. Um, and we modify everything so everyone can take part. I mean, anyone can take part. My son has done karate for many years. Loved it. Were you into Taekwondo before or after Easter Seals? Cause I, uh, before. So yeah. I actually kind of brought my occupational therapy background and my taekwondo background cool. together uh, to help create this program all right i'm glad i'm on your side you know <laughs> if, 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 if we're ever somewhere and something goes down you're on my side you're my uh you're my ralph macchio oh see it all comes back to the 80s if, if uh, we ever go into the upside down i got you back <laughs> <laughs> good because we need all the help we can get yes watch stranger things not a sponsor of the show but thanks to our true sponsor the uh u.s postal service usps.com slash careers is where you find out about them on behalf of paul medeiros my name is dave i'm just a guy from boston but if you're not from boston you must be the other guy. Enjoy your day, everybody. You must be the other guy.